Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Gino Engels, the co-founder of OTA Insight. Gino, how are you? Hi, hello, Richard. I'm, I'm very good, thank you. Uh, very pleased to be right. on, uh, on the podcast for today. Well, tell me about OTA Insight. What, what does the company do? Let's start with the basics. Yeah, uh, well, well, OTA Insight is uh, uh, kind of a revenue optimization solution for hotels. So we, we help hotels make more money. We basically do that by combining different uh, sources of information, uh, which we then combine in an easy-to-digest um, overview, dashboard overview, where hotels then can clearly see which specific dates they should increase prices for a hotel room, or when it's uh, going to be quite difficult to get hotels sold out, they need to reduce pricing. So yeah, that's where, um, that's where we're coming, to give them that insight and uh, help them make sure they sell the rooms at the best price. Well, what, yeah, what's happening right now in the system? Where are the inefficiencies and how are hotels uh, losing money or not gaining enough revenue? Uh, the, the big, um, the big um, kind of problem that hotels um, are seeing these days that a lot of it is still done manually. So shoppers are shopping around to different websites. So there's a lot of um, websites where you can easily compare hotel prices, where you can combine different channels where you can buy the, the rooms at. So a lot of that is done so manually. So where we help and come in is we make that a lot more efficient by in real time, aggregating all the data and visualizing it in a very user-friendly way. So the hotel manager can directly spot where they're leaving money on the table or where potentially they will need to reduce that. So really taking out the uh, kind of increasing efficiencies and taking out a lot of the, the manual work that's still there and then driving efficiencies that way. So why why hotels? What's the fascination with them? Will you... Did you live in a hotel for a while, or what, you know, why do you like them so much? Well, it's quite, quite an interesting story behind that, actually. My uh, my co-founder um, and also kind of our chief um, our chief product guy, he um, we actually got started with a business back in the summer of uh, 2012 during the London Olympics. So he's a data geek, let's put it that way. So he was actually participating as part of the London Olympics in a business intelligence competition where they were tasked in pulling together data and trying to come up with a data model or visualization source. Um, and so, yeah, he landed on trying to pull together information from the different online travel agencies like Booking.com, Expedia, the big online travel giants like a TripAdvisor, 
and pulling that together and trying to inform hotels where there's opportunities. So that's where it kind of all got started. Um, the, 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 the end goal was to win a trip to Hawaii. That unfortunately didn't, didn't, didn't pan out that way. So he didn't win the competition, but it did instill in us kind of quite a, an, yeah, an opportunistic idea of like, surely this is a problem hotels worldwide are struggling with. There's not an Olympi- Olympics every year in every city. So how do hotels know how much they can charge for their rooms and, and how do they do that in an efficient way when there's so many factors influencing that that demand, influencing that, that pricing on a daily basis? Surely everyone's facing the same problem. Let's, let's just, yeah, build one solution that does that. And um, my background is more in, in commercial than sales. And I could directly see how that standardized platform could be implemented, yeah, directly globally so um, um so, so we saw a big opportunity yeah, so there in the in the hotel landscape you know, i'm sure you got the big chains marriott um you know hyatt all that stuff and then you have the little independent hotel operators is this going to be just for the big chains or the little guys does this change the dynamic between the two uh well where, where we come in is actually that we work with both of them so can and uh, the the top of the market where you have more sophisticated hotel chains like you say the marriott and, and the hyatt um, so they're already more advanced in using automated systems, but they're also um, being challenged by kind of the new online dynamic players that are changing prices instantly, um, real time, 24/7 almost. So they also need more advanced solutions that are yeah keeping keeping up with those changes in in the the, the booking landscape. Um, so if you kind of already see at the top of the market where you have sophisticated chains um, trying to catch up with the big um, online travel agencies and how they're pricing their inventory, then you're right that on the scale of the market, you have the less sophisticated, smaller independents. So for them, it's always been a, a, a big, bigger problem because on a, they don't really have this, the people who can manage tools. And usually they've also not really had the budget. So we've kind of addressed that as well by making, first of all, a solution that's more user friendly or more intuitive so they don't need a, uh, a phd or any um kind of sophisticated studies to understand the data that we're we're serving them and we've also made it accessible in terms of pricing that they don't have to spend their yearly budgets uh on, on an expensive solution there so maybe a bit more accessible so uh, can you give me any specifics on how hotels because there's a lack of enough data that they miss out. You know, any, I don't know, there's a, a big event in uh, City X, a convention, and um, hotels are competing for rooms, for instance. So, you know, what, what's an example of how hotels could use your model to make more money when they otherwise wouldn't? Yeah, well, that's we. So as part of that, that uh, our tool, we also have like an events module. So kind of very often it happens that, for example, U2 or uh, Coldplay, a big group announces a concert, what happens then, of course, the, the diehard fans directly get online and make sure they book a hotel near the venue. What our solution does is actually in real time add that to, the, to their interface, get a notification. So basically the hotel can directly see, let's optimize our rooms because we're going to be filling up that day. Um, so that's kind of the real live interface there. What they would do is directly check, okay, the hotel just around a corner from me, what are they pricing? Have they already increased their pricing? Are they already sold out? So that means I'm the only hotel really in the neighborhood of the venue. 
that still has a ventry so I can yeah, even further increase my pricing. Um, or maybe in an opposite, like what we've seen now with some of the natural disasters happening in the US, for example, where actually after um, after what happens with, with Harvey, um, what we see in Houston, for example, we saw hotels in Austin or San Antonio, so neighboring cities actually lowering prices to make sure they could accommodate for for people that needed um, shelter or that needed that kind of accommodation in 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 a, in a in a yeah different context. So it's not always by kind of increasing uh, the price to 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 drive profitability. Sometimes also to make sure that yeah people can uh, can accommodate for natural disasters. Do you think um, the big aggregators like Hotels.com and Expedia and all those places? Do you think they help hotels or they hurt them? Well, uh, I think they're definitely um, helping the consumer a lot more. So the person that needs to go and find the hotel at the lowest price. In terms of the hotels, um, I think they're sometimes being hurt a little bit because, of course, from a cost and profitability perspective, hotels get the most money if people book direct on their own channel of the hotel. Aggregators sometimes advertise channels that have quite a big cost of acquisition. Um, and hotels are not always able to compete with them. So as a result, think yeah, the aggregators are often driving consumers um, to a different booking channel that's more costly for a hotelier. So from that perspective, they're, they're, they are sometimes hurting them more than they're, uh, they're doing them justice. Um, on the other hand, because people are using aggregators, potentially the hotels would not have been found otherwise. So they are definitely bringing eyeballs to the hotel, but at quite a significant cost. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, so how do you actually provide this data? Do you plug into thousands of individual hotels or do you plug into Expedia and Hotels.com and these places? Like, how do you guys get your data? Yeah, no, it's more like, like you mentioned the latter. So we're kind of actually uh, not directly plugging in, but kind of pulling our data from the online uh, booking portals. So like the big ones like Expedia, Priceline, Booking.com, also, the aggregators like the TripAdvisor, Trivago, um, Google Hotel Finder. So we're basically build technology that's going to um, crawl all those channels and pull the pricing um, of the different hotels and the room type and availability. Also, review scores. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, we basically also connect with a lot of event databases. So we know what's going to happen and what's going on in any specific city and venues in, in football stadiums or in music um, theaters. So that's all being pulled and then we're basically um, aggregating that and, and trying to visualize that clearly. So that's that's kind of how the technological model works in the back end. Hmm, interesting. Okay. So where's your system at? Are you in beta or is it just still a concept? And, um, you know, have you had any hotels that are using it yet? Yeah, no, we've uh, we've actually so we started back as I mentioned earlier on, so during the the summer of 2012 in the Olympics. So we've actually gone quite a long way since since then. So we're now in our fifth year of existence, and we're now currently um, being rolled out in around 16,000 hotels worldwide. So we've we've been able to uh, to to build the uh, the product quite quickly. So after our initial start in 2012, we managed to launch the solution in 2013 towards the end. Um, and then been been growing quite significantly, especially in the last two years, uh, been kind of doubling and tripling year on year. And as I mentioned, now we are running the product in close to 16,000 hotels, working with a lot of the big global hotel chains, 
um, and kind of spread across. So our head office initially is in, in London, but we've now have offices in Singapore, New York, Dallas. So we're uh, we're spread uh, quite quickly across across the, the globe. And kind of the initial mm. tease is where we thought the hotels, the hotel market, and the hotel properties they're facing the same problem turned out to be a winning formula because our, our interface is the same everywhere. The setup process works the same. So we're, we've managed to, yeah, to scale that, that product uh, well by kind of staying straight through to that one single interface. Do you have any uh, case studies yet? You know, with hotels uh, on average picked up uh, 12% higher room rate revenue or, you know, had a lower vacancy rate, any metrics yet? Yeah, we've, we're, we're kind of we're, depending on some some of the partnerships we have with, with other um, with other vendors or with basically with, with partners. There are some case studies. Uh, one of them kind of being um, driving the the, yeah, the 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 revenue up to about fifteen percent. A lot of the metrics being used in in hospitality are are with acronyms. So I think that specific one is where we actually drove the the ref parts, basically the revenue per available room which is a key performance indicator for hotels. Um, yeah, so we drove that by 15% by using our data. Um, and that was mainly by being able to drive real-time information. So always using the latest price of the hotel that's online. Um, and also by making sure that we've actually have more granular data. So rather than just having a price for a specific room, we were actually being able to give a lot more granular detail. So hotels can actually charge a significant premium for their their master suite or their presidential suite. So it's quite granular data, but by being able to provide that, hotels know how much can we charge extra for people, specific um, consumers that are looking for that luxurious experience in, in the master suite. Um, so that's uh, been quite a uh, yeah, quite profitable undertaking for that, for those consumers. Hmm, interesting. Does this, um, so, do you have any major players that are interested in doing this or testing it or, you know, I know you, I don't know if you get a re- reveal customers or not, but uh, where are you seeing interest and, in, you know, how many people are using the system so far? Yeah. Well, we've, um, yeah, we've been working with quite a few of the big global names. So um, some of the ones that we can talk about is like with, um, with Best Western, Carlson Razy Door. We've done actually recent press, um, press releases around them and also they've kind of participated in in some case studies on how much they've been able to um, reduce because one of the issues that we're also addressing is making sure that um, hotels have the best price on their own direct channel. So kind of the one of the issues they're being confronted with is that these aggregators are sometimes uh, pushing lower rates out in the market, whereas hotels always want to have the best price on their own channel. So like with Best Western, we've done one of these projects where they've actually managed to um, what they call kind of rate disparities. So where a uh, different channel has a lower price than bestwestern.com, we managed to reduce these instances by around 75%. So they've been, uh, they've been massively, um, massively reduced the amount of leakage. So they've got a lot more direct business and direct business is more profitable. So, um, so they're very, very happy. Um, as I mentioned, costs on Razidor. So the 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 Radisson country and and park and brands so they've all come online onto our platform um, over the over the past year, um, and uh, yeah, it's going it's going very well. Okay, very interesting. Um, so what's what's the roadmap for the next six months or a year? Are you going to expand to rental cars or anything else? 
or just stick with the hotels and you know what's what's coming out from you guys over time well we're for so far still uh, going to stick with uh with hotels for now there's still a lot of work to be done um as i mentioned uh, we've mainly been focused on the collecting the and analyzing the public data so what's out there in the market uh, one of the avenues we're going to go down in the future um, is actually also starting to integrate internal hotel data so looking into what's the performance of the hotel um, where are they getting their business from which different source markets so are they kind of attracting a specific target audience from a specific market so we have all the external data by combining that with hotels internal data we're going to be able to give them a lot better recommendations on where they should be focusing on uh, where they're kind of potentially missing out or where in the future they could be gaining a lot more uh, revenue so that's um, that's one of the big ones that we're working on so a new solution will be released um, towards q1 next year um, where we're really going to pull in internal data and kind of try to uh, overlay that with what we've already got from an external perspective. Okay. Any any big play you see coming? You know, what, you being an entrepreneur as well as most people are very ambitious. So what are you guys most excited about in the next six to 12 months or maybe two years to take this? Yeah, well, one of the big ones that's going to kind of change everything again is, is what's going to happen with artificial intelligence. So that's going to go all the way down from in our specific industry, it's going to really impact heavily how people book um, hotels or how people book travel and accommodation. So being able to understand how artificial intelligence is going to book rooms is going to directly impact on how hotel companies are going to price and are going to try to advertise through that potentially artificial artificial um, helping hand that's going to be able to book the room. So I think that's really going to transform every industry in the world. And I think hospitality will be massively impacted. So we're kind of already looking at, first of all, how we can use with our big data sources. We've got, been, got at the moment, um, I think around um, 30 billion lines of data that we've been collecting over the last five years. So we're also looking, how can we use some of these data points to more um, to start using it as a predictive uh, indicator? So starting to use AI ourselves um, to help hotels spot opportunities. But yeah, from the other side, I think it's definitely going to impact everyone in this industry um, quite significantly over the coming, probably talking a bit further out, probably more five years out. But uh, it's something we're, we're already very, very heavily involved in as well. The next time you stay in a hotel, you might be tossing and turning, wondering if you paid too much for the room. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's definitely... Uh, that's definitely the case very often. Uh, I always go and check before I book a hotel, go and check in our own software whether we've uh, yeah, whether we've not overpaid, that's for sure. I'm just teasing. Are you, are you going to uh, make a tool like this for consumers or do you think that, um, you know, that's playing both sides, that's not a nice thing to do? I think it's mainly um, the, when we, when kind of going back to the starting point initially, like the competition that uh, my co-founder was in, was involved most of the other competing offers were B2C plays. We kind of made quite a conscious decision to go into a B2B uh, environment because from a, a SaaS company where we were working in B2B at that moment was actually uh, a lot more interesting because, yeah, of course, it's, um, 
it's it's a, it's a lot more scalable. It's a lot more predictable. It kind of helps us actually from from a company perspective to be able to build a bigger business. Um, whereas the B two C play, you need a lot of marketing dollars. It's it's a different business model almost entirely. So we've uh, we've kind of steered away from B two C play, focused very much on on the B two B and. And, and that's been going well for us. So I think for B2C, we probably need a, a different slight skill set and a bit of a, a pivot in terms of how we would run the business. So we, um, we were going to hold off on that for now. All right, very good. So Gina, how can uh, interested parties find out more about your company and interact with you? What's the best way to do it? Uh, well, the best way to do it is, is go to our website. So that's www.otainsight.com. Um, so you can go into our website, have a look around and see what we're up to. And they can always um, register for a free trial as well. So they just go onto the channel, register their hotel, and, and we'll be in touch with them to, uh, to explain them how the solution works. Um, you can also read a little bit on kind of some thought leadership that we've been working on um, in terms of how do we actually see the start industry evolving and how can we increase profitability and, and revenue place. Um, I think that's the best way. Uh, we're also quite heavily involved in any different events or webinars. So we've actually got a webinar going on tomorrow. Um, so if any pe- people are interested, again, just go to the website and you'll find some more information there. Um, and if anyone wants to reach out to myself, then yeah, you can always just uh, drop me a note on my email address. So that's Gino, that's G-I-N-O at OTAinsight.com. Great, very good. All right, Gino, well, I appreciate you coming on the line. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Richard. It was a pleasure. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.